Hi everyone and welcome back to Spark Moment. Um, today I'm here with Sarah uh, and Malavika, another Vivencity intern, and she's gonna talk to us about um, her project, Teen Self-Compassion, the importance of self-compassion and positive self-talk, and how that all connects to social emotional learning. So Malavika, could you tell us about your social media project and why you started it? Yeah, definitely. Um, so the project that I have right now, it, uh, it's a website, basically, and uh, there's also an Instagram account and a Facebook account that I linked. Um, and it kind of all started when I wrote my book, The Gift That Keeps On Giving, um, about October 2020, so I guess like a year and a half ago. Um, it was about my journey with social emotional learning and self-compassion through high school, um, which was honestly a lifeline because I attended a very, very competitive high school in the Bay Area. Um, and something I noticed was like, by the time I was just a sophomore, I was almost like absolutely drained and I was burnt out. And I just thought to myself like, what is the point of all of this? Why am I working so hard every day and waking up at this time and staying up doing homework for like six hours? Um, and there were just a lot of things. Uh, my peers and I, we would always compete with each other. Um, I didn't sleep well. It was a combination of a lot of factors, but basically during that time, sophomore year, junior year, I began to develop these like social emotional skills, like learning to compete with myself, learning to speak to myself more kindly, uh, learning to prioritize my health, things like that. Um, and those are the lessons that I kind of like really just went into in like full detail in my book. Um, and I guess I wanted to expand on that a little bit and turn it into something that was more accessible, like I would say in like bite-sized, like small, pieces because the book it's like something you have to purchase um it's like to get everything from it you have to read every single chapter i can understand how different people have different learning styles and sometimes like being like i put in every single lesson that i have to teach people uh, or like want to spread to people into this book and like that's the only way that people can understand what i'm trying to say i felt that i just wanted to do more um, maybe like not like a different material, but put it into a different sort of format where people could access it more easily. Um, so yeah, I created my website um, and I created my accounts and they're all titled Teen Self-Compassion. It's all part of the same project. And yeah, that was kind of my thought process behind it. I just wanted to go back uh, for a second to what you mentioned, like going through that process in high school and just realizing that there was so much pressure that you were putting on yourself and just the culture in your school. Would you say that it was kind of like one specific aha moment, like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? What is this all for kind of thing? Or would you say it was more of like a gradual thing that built up with everything that you just kept getting involved in and that became overwhelming for you? Mm -hmm. That's a really good question i think well the build-up of all the pressure and all of those things i felt like i don't know that's hard because i feel like it's a little bit of both because starting high school like i knew there was a lot of pressure there was competition and some of it was just like really icky like seeing people get like only five hours of sleep like all of these things i saw it it wasn't like a like a hidden thing that like started to come out like over time um but i just thought to myself this is what high school is supposed to be like it's all very normal but then things started to pile up on top of that too right because you start to take more ap's and then people start talking about like the essay 
SAT and this and that. And it just feels like college admissions are like closer than ever, even though you're like only a sophomore. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's weird, the timeline, how it just speeds up so rapidly. But I think for me, um, I guess I always thought there was something wrong. Like I was going through way too much stress. I was not getting enough sleep. But because I like I would assure myself that this was normal and other people were going through it it wasn't really like I didn't have the aha moment of like oh this is bad like I shouldn't be in this situation um until I think it was like the start of my junior year and I think my uh trigger point I guess you could call it was when uh I had a very close friend and we kind of had a falling out and I was not coping with that <laughs> well at all. <laughs> I Yeah, for me, it felt like just like the ground gave out beneath me, which sounds so dramatic. But the thing was, I had such a lack of like coping skills and emotional regulation skills that I really did feel like my world fell apart. And the thing, I just did not have a good foundation of like, healthy just like habits like eating sleeping all of those things I didn't treat myself right I was always telling myself like you have to be productive you have to keep working and I would just keep working and working and working and so there <laughs> there wasn't anything to like hold me up when this like thing happened to me in my external circumstance right so when I think about self-compassion and why it matters I always go back to the fact that in the outside world, things are always going to change. Like tough things are going to happen, bad things are going to happen. It's completely inevitable, right? So I, I feel like why all this stuff matters with like social emotional learning and like all of these skills is because you need to be grounded on the inside. And when things go out on the outside, you need something to kind of hold you up and keep you strong. Um, and yeah, I guess that's where it started for me. I think that's such a good point that you bring up because in high school like you said everything is so normalized like that toxic just culture of like oh uh let's compete about who got the least amount of sleep last night and you know all those assignments and everything and you're so right like it's the foundation for what you take after you leave school so building these like social emotional skills they're just so important and crucial I agree definitely yeah absolutely and just to point out as well I know you talked about um, how you kind of normalized in your head that all of these things that were happening in high school were kind of meant to happen because you saw everyone else was experiencing it. Um, but I really like how you kind of reset that uh, point of view and you realize that this isn't something that should be normalized. People should be taking care of themselves and practicing that self-compassion, which I think is super wonderful. Um, but in talking about self-compassion specifically, a lot of the times I feel like people don't necessarily understand the difference or if any between self-compassion and self-love. So what do you see as the difference and why do you think self-compassion is the kind of concept that you want to push forward into your project? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Great question. I think so thing is self-love is the one that we hear about the most, right? It's the more, uh, yeah, it's the more popular term. Um, so the difference between the two, and there is a difference, it would be that self-love is kind of this more 
unconditional like i like myself i'm so beautiful um i'm so intelligent and like it's all of these like positive things like we hear about like positive affirmations like uh positive self-talk and i'll get to positive self-talk but it's all these things that we hear about ourselves like body positivity um but the thing with self-compassion is like there are more layers to it than just being like i'm awesome i'm so great right because sometimes we don't like ourselves (laughs) it's just like the way it is sometimes I don't know we have off days and we don't always feel super beautiful or like like oh my god i am so smart like there are times when there are lapses in how great we feel about ourselves and that's only natural and it's it's weird to say like you have to love yourself 100 percent of the time because it's it just like it just doesn't flow that way for most people at least so with self-compassion it's kind of the more like uh I guess, human way of learning to um, like yourself and be kind to yourself. So if you guys can think about how you treat your friends, right, you're not going to love your friends 100% of the time. Because in human relationships, like sometimes we have conflicts, sometimes we go through tough times, and sometimes that friendship fades a little bit or you spend less time with your friends. But through it all, there's kind of that like, comforting nurturing nature of the relationship right you go through ups and downs but you do really love yourself i mean not yourself uh you do really love your friends you have that friendship the foundation of it and um i totally hope i'm making sense here but self-compassion is kind of just the practice of being a friend to yourself so it's deeper than just being like i like myself or um i'm so wonderful it's more about being like how can i comfort myself how can I motivate myself? How can I uh, be someone that I can depend on when I'm going through tough things? So I would say part of self-compassion is self-love and having that unconditional like cheerleader in your head being like, yes, go me. I'm so awesome. That is a piece of it and positive self-talk and complimenting yourself. It's not it's not irrelevant and definitely is there is a connection there. But I guess I'm trying to say there's more to self-compassion and some of it i guess we can talk about in terms of friendship because i feel like that's a really good analogy to make that makes sense to people you mentioned a couple of things about positive self-talk along with um self-compassion and how that plays into that and i also just want to um connect it back to you being an intern at vivencity and um i wanted to ask what your how your experiences at vivencity have contributed to this passion project um about self-kindness and positive self-talk um i think so being an intern at vivencity i'm exposed to a lot of different types of social emotional skills i would say like regarding um conflict resolution or like uh just like like what i mentioned like liking yourself or motivating yourself or uh being productive without being too hard on yourself i mean there's so many things like being a good listener um the type of work that vivencity does i feel like it's so multifaceted and the thing with positive self-talk is like I think that, okay, I kind of try to think of it as like two voices, right? The voice, the like harsh inner critic who is like, oh, like you made this mistake. You're so stupid, that kind of stuff, right? I think when we imagine this, we uh, I think in movies and stuff, we tend to have like the devil and the angel on our shoulders. And sometimes I also see it that way. But the other voice, so the angel voice or the inner parent or the inner cheerleader, whatever you want to call it, I try to think of that voice as someone who is getting better and better at like social emotional skills and emotional regulation. 
And I feel like every time I learn something through exposure at Vivacity, uh, my inner cheerleader kind of adds that to her mental toolbox. So when I'm going through things, right, it's not exactly my entire self telling me all these like things about healthy coping skills or like I mean obviously I always have voices from different directions and some of those voices are not always super constructive like sometimes when I have a conflict with someone or something um uh, like uh, one of the voices in my inner monologue might be like super mad about it they might be like oh no like you need to get your revenge like you need to be petty like <laughs> this totally sucks for you and sometimes I want to get into that mode of like self-pity or like victimizing myself and feeling like oh boo-hoo like like this is so sad for me but then I have that voice of my inner cheerleader who has picked up all of these skills from Vivensity and from working with a lot of different people who are just as passionate about social emotional health and that voice is like okay these are the facts of the situation maybe you should just pause maybe take a few hours or take a day, think about things, remember all the good things that have happened between you and this person, and then make an informed decision about how to how to move forward, you know, and work through this conflict and maintain your uh, relationship or friendship with this person, right? So the, the thoughtful voice, basically, the voice of reason. Um, so yeah, I would, I would say that being an intern at, at Vivenci has been super duper helpful to my personal growth and also for my passion project because as I'm learning these things for myself, I know how to better support my peers, right? Because I think like I'm not trying to uh, act as like a voice of like expertise for people like, wow, I know everything. I am perfect. My mental health is so wonderful all the time. <laughs> so let me tell my friends what to do. Um, that is like um, the opposite, I guess, of like uh, my project and what I'm trying to do. I think it's more like I feel like a lot of my peers might be able to better resonate with me because I am going through these things just as they are. Uh, so the more I learn myself, the more I'm able to pass on to the people around me. So that's kind of how everything's been interconnected. Yeah, that sounds great. I really like how uh, you talked about the people that you've been interacting with through the Vivensity internship um, and how that's influenced that thoughtful voice in your head and um, how that's contributed to how SEL is in incorporated and embedded into your project. And just kind of on the, this, that same topic, I'm curious to know about any challenges you've had with your project lately. Do you think there was something that you particularly struggled with, whether it was because it was a hard topic to discuss or think about to put into um, a larger project? And also along with your challenges, what is something that you're proud of with your project in particular? Just one of your biggest successes with it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of struggles, I would say, like, I can tend to be pretty hard on myself. Like, I, I don't know, I feel like, along with this self betterment process, sometimes I feel like I just have to get everything right. Um, and one of the struggles I had with the project was, I kept thinking to myself, like, what if I am not like, um, able to relate to like, I mean, not me personally, but like the resources that I have included on my website and with my project, what if they don't speak to everyone? 
right? What if there are some people who like they go through the entire website, they go through all of my posts and nothing speaks to them. And they're just like, where are my experiences? Where's my narrative? Um, why, why isn't this person also including anything for me? Um, so I was kind of, I guess, very confused about that for a while. And while I was working on my project, I just kept thinking to myself, like, how am I ever supposed to find a stopping point? <laughs> because like, what if there are more things I need to add? What if there's more I need to do? Um, kind of how I dealt with that was I, I really tried my best to include as many different types of resources as I possibly could. I split things into different categories like emotional and mental support, social and community support, academic motivational support. I really felt like with my experiences at Monta Vista, my high school, and um, even just like with my first semester in college and a lot of different things like that, these are the kinds of things I've observed with the people around me. But I also know that I haven't been exposed to all the different kinds of teenagers like nationwide, right? <laughs> of course not. Um, but I guess like with the amount of knowledge that I have I feel like this was the best that I could do so part of like dealing with that struggle was just like that that self-talk the constructive voice in my head being like hey like you did your best and what else could you do beyond that right I tried to do a ton of like online research and all of that and this was what I ended up with so I I just went with it um in terms of the biggest success I would say I'm just really happy that I was able to stick through the whole project and get it done because I'm the kind of person who like gets a ton of ideas and only follows through on some of them um I just yeah sometimes I just get really excited about like a whole like rainbow of things but then like when it comes to the actual motivation and the time and the commitment um I obviously can't follow through with every single one of the ideas, but this project in particular, um, this was like only like the second website that I've ever designed and things like that. Finding these resources, actually a lot of them are new to me. So uh, just for a little bit of background, all of the resources on teen self-compassion are free and research-based. Um, so because one of the difficulties I dealt with in high school was like every time I would come across a good resource that was free, like I just felt so rare um, because a lot of things that I was finding would be like, oh, workshop $3.99 for like six weeks. I'm like, I'm not paying $400. Like, I mean, there are a lot of really wonderful paid resources out there. But sometimes I also like wish like I'm just like, this is such a barrier, right? Because to get that paid resource, I have to talk to my parents about it. I have to like tell, explain to them and have this whole discussion. And they have to like, like be like, oh, is this money worth it? It's just, it's the whole thing. And it takes time and energy. And sometimes that's what stands in between someone who is really seeking help and the help sitting right there in front of them on that computer screen. Um, so yeah, it was very important to me to find uh, things that were free uh, and things that were not just like someone's like word of mouth someone's advice that they thought of in the shower but like actually research-based things um, and yeah I was just really happy that I could put it out because it was a I guess a moment of like self-pride and also knowing that uh, other people if they do want to find free resources as I did and kind of like just easily have something um, to access it was right there Right. And I didn't have to be like, oh, like buy my book, because honestly, I felt weird about that. I was like, I'm creating the barrier this time by asking people to pay 
for this resource. Um, I just really wanted to, I, it didn't matter so much to me like how I did it. I just wanted to let people know the things that I was already learning. Because I was like, why else am I learning all of this stuff and like going through the challenges that I did in order to learn them if I'm not able to let that benefit other people too. Um, so yeah, yeah, that I was really proud of that. I think it's really great that you focus on making sure that it's accessible to a lot of people. I think that shows that you really care about the core message of your project. Um, and I'm really interested to see like, where do you, where do you think you'll head next with your project and what kind of lasting impact do you aspire to create with um, everything that's to come? Mm. Um, that's a really fun question, actually. I think, um, where in terms of where I'm heading next, I guess what I'm trying to do right now is build on uh, my social media accounts with like Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I've already posted, I think, maybe uh, nine or 10 posts. So each of them have dealt with kind of a different type of social emotional skill. Um, my latest one is going to be about healthy competition. But the other ones, they've been about like, uh, what is self parenting? Um, how do we revise our positive self talk? Because we talk a lot about like, what is positive self talk? And like, we all know that we have both positive and negative self talk. But it's the question of like, how do you change it? Right? Um, so I've talked about that and a lot of different things similar to that. I guess what I want to do is keep working on that keep expanding on that i'm still trying to get the hang of like working that in with um all my work with like college and all of that i really just want this to be like a lasting uh, like long-term project because i feel that social media is one of the easiest ways to interact with people and and get the message out i guess um, and I really just want to keep going. I mean, from there, I don't know, I've done a lot of in the past, like different types of like educational talks, panels, webinars, that sort of thing. I guess my passion and like, this is something that I want to continue even as I like go forth into like, like further into my college career and even beyond. I really just want to keep doing these different educational projects, whether it's online or whether it's giving a talk or having classes. Um, I'm really passionate about education. I would say I think it's so transformative. Uh, transformative. <laughs> and I think it, okay, you asked about impact. I think for me, um, my personal belief is that education, especially in these younger ages, has the ability to completely change the trajectory of someone's social emotional journey, right? I feel that a lot of the social emotional, I mean, not social emotional, just a lot of the issues that exist today, whether it's like domestic violence or gun violence or just a lot of different things, even like hate crimes. I think a lot of those things come from an internal like inability to deal with your emotions in a constructive way. And like, it almost seems too straightforward. Like, it's like, wow, all of this, like all of these external problems with like how we deal with other people and how we sometimes like violate their boundaries and mistreat them and abuse them. So I guess what I'm trying to do with my own work is just try to be able to empower children because the earlier, the better, right? I just want to empower children to grow up to be good and kind and healthy because a lot of these things i heard of myself like regarding social emotional skills when i was like in high school and i found myself thinking why didn't i know about these things before because in middle school and things i just had 
like like horrible self-esteem and I just struggled so much and there are so many friendships that I could have sustained so many people that I could have treated better um and so much more like purpose I could have had in my life if I had only known how to deal with my emotions a little better and that like I mean it makes me sad for myself but it also makes me hopeful for other people because I have kind of realized this in my own life and I'm like because I've realized this I can I can work on it and I can help other people work on it so I guess what I really want to do is I just want to keep getting this message out to um, teenagers but kids especially just how to deal with these things and I don't know it really isn't as impossible as it might seem sometimes even though it feels like there's like no one around to help you just kind of have to figure it out yourself it's not true and I I feel like it's becoming less and less true every single day like with like resources like Vivensity and different like amazing nonprofit organizations that are out there um, and I'm hoping that my uh, project is like at least a drop in the ocean but yeah I really just I feel that with all of this work, we can have just this entire generation of young people grow up to be people who think that violence towards others or abuse and that sort of stuff, it's completely unacceptable. And they know the difference between like, like projecting their issues out towards other people and looking within themselves and reflecting and developing these social emotional skills. Um, but yeah, I it's, it's pretty ambitious, but I think I, that I would love to just commit all of this stuff towards that one purpose because I feel like it can really it can change everything <laughs> as corny as it sounds yeah and I, I feel really really passionate about that yeah yeah no definitely I don't think it's corny at all honestly I think your project is definitely a step um in the right direction closer to empowering the next generation uh to really get those social emotional skills that are so important um thank you so much melvika for chatting with us today about your project teen self-compassion you talked uh, about a lot of really helpful things to keep keep in mind about um self-compassion social emotional learning and just how it connects everything and just as a last piece for everybody else that's listening in Malvika, if you'd like to shout out your social medias for your project, as well as your website, so that people can access that. Um, so you can find my accounts on Instagram and Facebook at the same name. It's called Teen Self Compassion. Um, and my website is by the same name, teenselfcompassion.org. Perfect. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. If you guys want to see more from us, please check out our Instagram at VivensityINC or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Vivensity. You can learn more about us on our website, www.vivensity.com. And we hope to see you guys here again soon. Thank you so much and have a great day.